How's everybody doing? My name is Sina Palavon and welcome to another episode of the Talk Too Much podcast. This week I interviewed Artifact Studios co-founder Zaptio. Zaptio is the second co-founder I've interviewed from Artifact Studios. I interviewed Chris Lee a couple months back. This is my second official episode with Artifact Studios. I'm very excited for this episode because guess what guys? The clones are dropping in two weeks. Yes, one of the biggest collections of the year. The collection I've been nonstop talking about the last couple months is almost here. It's dropping the latest November 18th. And I figured what better way to create a prelude to this drop than to have Zaptio on my podcast. Zaptio is someone I connected with very well. We both share that European mindset, that dog mentality that was ingrained in us as we were growing up by our European families that taught us really to go get ours. And not only that, but he's really a creative genius. And for me, that was invaluable experience having a conversation with someone at that level in the creative field. Um, as many of you may know in the NFT space, Artifact Studios is by far one of the best teams in the space. They are the only team that Forbes has recognized as the fashion brand of the metaverse. They have created some of the craziest AR uh, NFTs that you'll find on the market. And what's interesting about them is the utility behind these NFTs. This team, this team is top notch. You know, if you're going to, you hear the phrase, I always bet on teams, you know, not art. Well, if this is the team you bet on, Artifact Studios, their technology, their creativeness, and their, their utility behind these is next level. You can use these clones in a Zoom meeting or Google chat meeting as yourself. Like I might use these clones for one of my episodes going forward. The utility that these clones provide is next level to me. And not only that, but I'm a big anime fan. So when I saw these high definition 3D anime characters, you know, I, I've started fanboying for sure. Um, without further ado, I really think you guys are going to enjoy this episode. You're going to find out more about Clonex and what it has to offer you. And you're going to get a look inside Zaptio's mind, which is insane. I think there's a reason that he's at this level. And I think you guys are about to find out why. Without further ado, let's get into the episode. The Graph is an indexing protocol used to query data from blockchains, player-to-player -player networks, or just storage networks like IPFS. Why is the Graph so important? No application can be built upon these networks without the Graph. Think about how long it would take to find one piece of data without the Graph. The Graph lets you index any blockchain, any storage network, any player-to-player -player network, and grab whatever piece of data you need to build the application you're building. The graph also makes data an open market. You can signal your favorite subgraphs on the graph's decentralized network to earn more GRT. That's right, data is an open market. You can earn more GRT by picking the right subgraphs. The graph also has the subgraph studio, where you can actually create your own subgraph and publish it on the graph's decentralized network. This means other indexers can come in and signal on your subgraph. Connect your wallet to the Graph's website and start signaling other subgraphs or publish your own subgraph today to earn more GRT. Developers, crypto investors, NFT collectors. Wherever you find yourself on the Web3 spectrum, the Graph is without a doubt one of the most vital protocols to your niche's success. Web3 marks the ushering in of a new technological era. What this means is that all data is stored and processed on open networks with verifiable integrity. And the Graph makes all this data accessible to you in a fast, easy, and secure manner. Visit thegraph.com or check out any of their social media pages to find out how you can play a role in their ecosystem. Uh, for me, 
I'm a big fan of what you're doing and what our artifacts doing in general. I, I think that you guys are the best team in the space without a doubt about it. I'll even be straight up to start this interview. Um, I think you guys are actually at the forefront and actually are one of the teams that are really just pushing us into the mainstream with your achievements and what you guys are doing. So to start this off, before we even get into this clone X, um, can you please introduce yourself and kind of give us a background on how you got involved with Artifact? Sure. So um, my name is Steven. I've been creating businesses in the streetwear and fashion and e-commerce space for the last, I think, 11 or 12 years. I've been heavily involved in the streetwear industry, also in social media. I used to grow accounts that reached millions, streetwear blogs, sneaker blogs. From there, I started a very successful sneaker company uh, and other various companies in that industry. And how I got started uh, with Artifact was meeting Benoit and Chris. Uh, at the time, they were working on a project with Fnatic. Uh, Benoit used to be the brand direct uh, manager at Fnatic. And um, they created a skin shoe. And at the time, I was the first to do a Xbox licensed uh, custom collab. We did shoes for Halo, Gears of War, and loads of licensed IPs. Uh, I think they saw that and Chris at the time created a skin shoe and they contacted me to create the shoe physically. From there, we became great friends. We realized we view the future in the same way that all of the, everything that we're seeing happening in the past is going to recreate itself in the future. Gaming culture, fashion, streetwear, all of these subcultures were merging and we saw this new generation forming. So we grouped together and decided to build Artifact as the first brand native to gaming, fashion, and crypto. So one, I, so now it makes sense because you guys have been doing, this isn't just, oh, an idea that you guys had the last couple of years. This is, you guys have been doing this your whole lives. Like the shoes, it's even the shoes, like before NFTs, you guys were already creating these kind of shoes, right? Yeah. So I was doing shoes for a while. Like my dream was always to have a Nike collab and, at the time, that wasn't feasible. If that's going to happen, man. That's going to happen for sure. Let, let's see. But um, yeah, I was democratizing footwear, working with different customizers, made shoes for Virgil, Ablo, Ronaldinho, um, loads of big names and I, 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 a huge sneakhead myself. And they've become a status item. That's why we chose sneakers to start with as artifact, because you don't see many independent brands making sneakers. Uh, because it's a very huge upfront cost and difficult to manufacture. And uh, we wanted to democratize it, bring new artists in to actually create their own sneakers. And the actions that are taken within sneakers, uh, as you can see on StockX, is similar to stocks and people buy them, hold them, trade them, price increases. So we thought that matched with crypto and NFTs was a match made in heaven and a great way to launch our brand and vision. Yeah, sneakers are are big items, whether they're in real life, any game, any virt virtual world. And also, I think you said it best there. I feel like they're kind of like the they gather culture. They're a culmination of culture. So I think it works best. I don't know if you know. I saw that you follow him on Instagram. He asked me about you last night. Uh, I'm not that close with him. I met him. He's called the shoe surgeon. He just made it. Yeah. yeah, he he. I met I, him. He made a shoe for Phil Ivy and I was at his live event last night. He asked me about you. Oh, that's awesome. No, I have a long history with him. At the time, this was, I can't even remember the year, but five, six years ago, uh, he was blowing up with his, he did a shoe with multiple swooshes. And at that time, I released a custom with like an embroidered 
flower patch that went super viral. So we knew each other around then. Oh. And he actually ran an event with Farfetched and I was invited. So I got to hang out with him, meet him. And he's a really cool guy and make, making big waves in the sneaker space. Yeah. And it's also it's from a fashion and creative standpoint. It's very fascinating to see. Like to me, your guys' shoes, let's just refer to your shoes, especially there. You can't just be a sneakerhead and come up with these shoes. They're very high end shoes that like fit into the vibe of the metaverse in a way. And so to me, I was going to before we even get into Clone X, where did you get your inspiration? That's the thing I asked him last night as well. Like, how do you guys get your inspiration to create these shoes? Because they fit in so well with the metaverse vibe. I think for us, we were getting a bit bored, I think, with the general sneaker culture. Um, I think it stagnated over the last few years. Uh, the prime period for me was when Kanye was with Nike uh, and there was a lot of innovation, different shoes and models. And I think it stagnated to a point where people are looking for something unique, different, and that represents them. And not everyone wants the same pair of shoes. So that was the concept with Artifact was to create very high quality, limited runs of sneakers that can be also tradable and a status item. Uh, and we just took inspiration from the most iconic uh, Air Force One and sort of brought that into our version of the future. Uh, to create the sort of artifact creator one. And the reason we named it is that was the pattern that we provided to creators to create their first shoe. And with our Space Strip project, we brought in 18 amazing artists uh, who managed to develop their own sneakers. And uh, it might look easy just seeing the end product, but to actually develop and do that takes a lot of time, resource management. And uh, we're really proud about that. Uh, it's coming from someone that self-taught. I self-taught myself 3D design earlier this year. I can, and I, there's no way my projects were anywhere near that complex. I just, once I looked at your works, I instantly, my mind was blown because it, it took me three weeks to create one simple thing. So when I looked at that, I was like, wow. But one thing I wanted to talk to you about is what I like about why I really am into you guys is for me, fashion's a way of expressing yourself. And you guys really like, don't care what other people think in terms of what you wear. You and it, you guys pick stuff that look good that really express your creativity. So I guess I was going to ask is for any upcoming individual, because this is going to lead into the Murakami collab. What What is your opinion on, on on fashion exactly, especially your fashion? I see the way you express yourself. Like, is it do you think as, as people dressing themselves? Because I do believe fashion is important now, especially in the metaverse, too. Do you believe that people should kind of wear what comes to mind and really stop caring what other people think like what advice would you have for people in that in that lane well i think the main advice is you're an individual there's no one who can do you better than you and if you want to wear something wear it um there's a lot of i think misconceptions in fashion of people trying to fit into certain tribes and buy pieces that are hot or cool and i think it's all about expressing who you are and what you want to be and how you want to show yourself off or uh, provide your image so just be you and like me, I'm quite eccentric and I wear loads of crazy stuff and that's who I am. I like weird things or stuff that might people might think are a bit out there or different. Um, just, yeah, only you can do you the best. So just see, do you. I want to do that too. Like I like the glasses you're wearing. Or I see that's like your wave. Like that's your brand. Like I have this bandana I wear and people started <laughs> making fun of me about that and I don't like that. But like I, I kind of jealous of you guys just because you guys just like wear it with confidence and it. Like I wish I could have that style. But what I was going to say is leading into the collab with Murakami that you guys announced this morning. 
Clone X, when you look at the design of these, besides the fact that they're the best design, in my opinion, NFT avatars we've seen, they all have like very unique and great traits, like fashion traits. So I guess, number one, did this come from Murakami? And then number two, if you can explain more in detail, what is this Murakami collab and why is it so big? Sure. So the fashion and the styling uh, didn't initially come from Murakami. That was us putting all of like me, Chris and Benoit, uh, we're deep in culture. We have different interests and likes and stuff that we're into. And we kind of just fused everything together. We also have an amazing team. Chris brought together a killer 3D team. Uh, we had Toby, who's a insane uh, artist as well. So we kind of came together and all suggested different traits, uh, came up with different clothing designs, patterns based on our interests. And uh, that's why you'll see in the project, there's a lot of different Easter eggs that if people know us or know what we're about can sort of bring back and be like, oh, I recognize these glasses They're from that. And it was this project for us is very important because it merges all of our loves and passions into one. Uh, we love anime. We love fashion. And we believe it was like the perfect time to loop everything in to drop it. And that gets onto the Murakami point when we were working on the project. Um, you've probably heard every project we do, we try to out innovate the last and do the best we really could. And uh, the whole brand was inspired by anime and Japanese culture. So when we were doing this project, we were like, what's the best thing we can do? And uh, we're huge fans of Murakami. He's my favorite contemporary artist ever. And we, we, we just joked around being like, we should bring Murakami to this project. And <laughs> If it started as a joke and there's actually a long history uh, when we started the company, we actually made the like Jordan three uh, Murakami style, like to pay homage to him, to try and get him to follow us on Instagram. That's he didn't. And then recently, like a few months ago, he followed us and we started like teasing the idea of doing something, which he was really into our work. And uh, he was actually loved what we did, which for us was a huge honor. And we got chatting. We had a phone call and, yeah, now we're here and announcing the collab and it's a dream come true for us and we worked hard for it. And to explain what's what it actually means is uh, Murakami came into our project and actually designed multiple different traits. Uh, the traits will be randomly distributed. Uh, they will be rare. So the whole project isn't just Murakami. Majority of it is the artifact clones with artifact wearables, uh, but as like the Easter egg and the rare items you'll be seeing some very unique Murakami pieces. And the amazing thing about this collaboration was it wasn't us just using his existing IP, which we did. It was also us together developing things. Uh, I don't know if you saw, he actually designed the Artifact logo, uh, which is going to be my next tattoo because it's amazing. It's a dream. Uh, so we actually created some new pieces together and it was a very fun experience. And Murakami was super open to entering this world he i think at some point released some nfts and then pulled it down because he wasn't ready um so he wanted to take his first step into this new industry with us as his like guides and uh yeah we're super excited about that and and i actually think that was a, that was a fantastic idea on his end but do you will these more comic pieces have any utility in the future or will anything come with them will they stand out in a way i should say yeah, so everything in the project will have some utility uh, from the level of like just the design. Uh, we're providing 3D models, which will be have different use cases. 
uh, part of our brand is not to over promise, but over deliver. So right now we have all these utilities planned that people don't even know about. And we rather just release them because in the space, everyone promises crazy roadmaps and never delivers. We're all about execution. Uh, and yeah, everything does have utility. There's the forging, which we've announced that on some specific traits, you'll be able to receive different physicals. And yeah, can you explain that forging really quickly? Chris explained it to me, but can you explain it for this episode? What exactly is the forging with the clones involved? Sure. So forging is our process of using an NFT to redeem a physical item. So in the clones, we have over 400 unique traits, right? Uh, it's our most ambitious project. Everything's in 3D. So the forging is if you own a specific avatar that wears, for example, this shirt, right? Uh, at, at our forging event, you'd be able to redeem the physical shirt that your avatar is wearing or different items. So some items are super crazy like helmets. So obviously we won't be able to forge them day one. But if the community demand these products, we will perform the R&D to provide physical forging for crazy items like helmets, uh, diamond chains. And oh, our intention oh is God. to at some point maybe make most things forgeable. Uh, to start, it will be the general merch. And who knows, we may might do uh, shoe designs and crazy things, but we've developed eight DNAs. And uh, each DNA will allow the owner access to a different sub-brand. So it really, I've seen people dress up as their punks or use their uh, likeness of the punks. With our project, you'll actually be able to get similar one-to-one pieces that your clone's wearing. So number one, this sounds like the first like legitimate actual bridge between the physical world and the, the metaverse in a way. Like as the metaverse concept develops, like this will be go down in history as like the first kind of like project that really because there's no other project that forges the designs on their avatars into real life. Yeah, not avatars, but I think we were the first when we did it with shoes. So we did the NFTs to shoes uh, on, on all of our drops. So Jeff Staple, Ferocious, Space Trip. Uh, if you hold NFT, you can redeem the merchant shoes, but this will be the first time it's been done uh, at this scale and this level uh, with avatars. And, and that's the crazy part to me. What else was crazy is I, I was on Twitter about two weeks ago, and when you guys dropped that AI demo, that's when I got annoyed, actually, because my mind was so blown. I didn't know how to put two and two together. Um, if there's anything, I guess that demo kind of, that was the craziest video I've seen. When I saw all those clones, clones jumping around, I was like, okay, now this is crazy. What is this? I know you can't go full in detail and tell everybody, but what exactly is that? If a general idea in, in, in our heads, like what was that demo? Sure. I can't go into too, too much detail, but I can give a sort of base level uh, based on what we've revealed. Uh, it shows that these avatars are rigged, fully rigged, ready for video games and virtual worlds. So in the video, you can see the fingers, all the joints were moving. Rigging is the process of, basically adding a skeleton to be able to animate your avatar. So like I said, we're providing the 3D models to users uh, that will be rigged and that opens a whole new world of possibilities uh, even outside of our standpoint and what we're planning or what, what we're doing. You can pull your avatar into VR chat and play and interact in that game. You can use it in Google Hangouts as your face avatar that's rigged. Uh, and people who you have use it in Google Hangouts after the like if I buy a clone I can, and whatever files come with it, uh, there's nothing else, like I can use that in a in a Google Hangout or like a Zoom meeting like this. Correct. Uh, it's we, we're not sure the like dates of everything. We're aiming to do everything as soon as possible. 
but eventually you'll be able to come on our website. You'll have your own clone panel where you can download files, models, and see different experiences. Uh, but what's really big about this is everything's in a sense, kind of like open source. We provide you with the models. So we're really curious to see what the community also do with these rig models. Uh, it's very easy to build your own games using templates and importing the models or even plugging them into different metaverses who allow interoperability and uh, importing your own models. So I think we're going to see for the first time on a mass level, uh, the creativity of our community really come to shine uh, using these avatars in whatever they want to do. So for that, that's for us, that's very exciting. And like I said in previous talks and interviews, we're really bullish on NFTs being used in video games and we're pursuing different options and talking to different publishers to implement some sort of bridge between our avatars and games. And I think in terms of the design, the standard of what we've done, uh, these are very desirable avatars and skins and you're proud to use it as your virtual identity. And another thing that there's going to be more drops of different clothing and wearables in the future. So it's going to be a platform for us that is constantly evolving. We're going to add new utilities and continue developing the whole clone and artifact ecosystem. And eventually all the artifact NFTs from meta pigeons to shoes will be able to place onto your avatar. So if you bought like the Jeff Staple pigeon, eventually you'd be able to put that on the shoulder of your avatar. And there's all these utilities that we're working on and take some time, but with us, we're fully heads down working and this is a very big project and we think it can push the whole industry forward and create a new benchmark for what the metaverse could be. Yeah. I was telling my friend, I was like, listen, if they, why I was big on this also was because if they have a crazy idea a year from now, a year maybe it's not even in their head they're gonna utilize these clones somehow they're gonna build on top of the clone so people i've they, maybe your best ideas still haven't been applied to the clones in like five ten years um what i was gonna say that that, that kind of blew my mind when you said that if i hold any previous artifact nfts there's going to be some point in the future where i can dress my clone up in them so kind of like combine them in a way and to me, that that right there is beyond innovative. I also was going to ask you this because I'm an anime geek. Like that's that's what I love. That's also kind of what was my introduction to culture. Was that were there any animes that inspired you guys uh, through the designs of these clones? Yes, there's actually quite a number. I'm not going to say any names, uh, but I think, <laughs> when you see the, I think when you see the clones, you'll understand or you'll see the references. But there, there's a bunch of references from stuff that we personally love. And we literally tapped in all of our heads and we're like, okay, what do you love? I love this. Let's put this in. Or oh, I want to put this in. And we paid homage to different people and creators. Everything we did, we recreated in our own way. So we're not just like ripping them off, but I think if you've seen the anime, you can understand, oh, that's a reference to that. But yeah, I'm not going to mention any names for obvious reasons. Uh, that, there was the only one I, 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 I kind of saw that I was just like, maybe Evangelion, maybe, maybe in one of the designs. That's a that's an anime I love as well uh, from my past. But number two, why did you guys, I asked Chris this too, and I know you guys love anime, but I think you guys are actually like on One Force did an anime design, but then you guys took it to another level. You guys not only did it animate design, but you did 3D as well. So was that kind of just like a mixture of your talents when you guys decided to do the 3D instead of the 2D? 
I think we've always had aspirations to do 3D because we understand the potential of a 3D model yes. and what that brings. And Chris, to give him credit, whereas you is a 3D machine. Uh, and it's very hard to actually do 3D anime. I think if you look at most animes, they're all 2D and cell shaded and it's very hard to get a look uh, like we did. So props to Chris and the team who worked on the models. Uh, they look amazing. And yeah, we, we wanted to take the game to the next level. Like we've always had the idea of doing avatars because we're doing wearables, wearables and avatars is a match made in heaven. We saw the popularity of punks, bored apes, and we also had uh, punks ourselves, which brought us into these communities and, for us, it was just the natural progression of what was going on. And we weren't going to come into the space doing the same as everyone else, right? So uh, we really wanted to level it up in terms of the variety of traits. Uh, we're doing 20,000 and they don't all look the same. They all have very unique characteristics and we have a bunch of traits. But the utility that a 3D model will provide will become evident, I think, a few months post-launch when you see users generating content, creating games, uh, importing into different games, modding them into games. Uh, it's going to create a whole new wave, we believe, of user-generated content and experiences. That's why I, and, and what you just said, I actually want to touch on because you're the first person that's actually kind of voiced this thought in my head. That is why now I stay away from, from 2D NFTs because in my head, I'm looking at the future. I'm like, for example, the Doodles. The West Coast NFT is a great team. The Doodles are a great project. But for the success, long-term success of this project, I know it grow, grew in the short term. In my head, I was like, how can these models be applied to the virtual world? I think you said something smart. I think 3D models, people don't understand, is those OBJ files can be put in any virtual world. I think that, that, that right there is a use case that you could add on to any project. Um, but doing it right in the right way, that's, the I think, the part where people stop with 3D is it's way harder. It's, it's actually almost impossible to do what you guys have done, 20,000 avatars. That the, your trades aren't just traits like the ramen bowl, the different helmets, the different faces. Um, I your traits aren't just regular traits, especially since they're 3D. So I guess what my, ne my next question would be is where when I was looking at, at this, the clones jumping around, I had this crazy thought in my head. I was just like, well, what if in like 10, 5, 10 years we are actually instead of watching an anime on a computer screen, on a TV screen, I'm my clone, like in the stands watching Sasuke and Naruto, but duke it out on this, those two statues in their war, in their battle. So I was going to ask you, is, is that a possibility where in the future we're going to be like viewing the animes from inside the anime? You know what I'm trying to say? Like, do you think yeah, anime think will get that in depth with 3D modeling? I think with the technology and the speed, like we saw the NFT boom happen so quick. And if you wind it back like 10 years, we're using brick phones and huge computers. Now we've got iPhones that do everything, right? The, the speed and evolution of technology is insane. VR, AR, we believe are going to play huge parts in the yeah. future. And we feel like everything that we see in movies or Ready Player One, for example, our future is going to be our past rewritten by us, right? So if there is a demand that we want this, we will create it. And for us, that's why we have ideas years in advance. But as technology develops and new platform systems come out, uh, there'll be even more use cases like Facebook just renamed to Meta, right? Um, with billions of dollars of money and unlimited resource pretty much. So this market's going to develop like crazy and we're building for the future. That's why even from day one, 
there's interviews from us in 2018 talking about this idea of like NFT physicals and everyone thought we were crazy and 3D models, open source community. And right now uh, we're very proud to see it all coming to fruition and that we've managed to carve our spot in the game like we have. And we're just going to continue building and crushing it. So this is very interesting because number one, do you feel like the tech is holding you guys back right now? Because you guys seem your head's like 10 years in the future. Do you feel like the tech has advanced to where it needs to be to execute all your ideas? Or do you think that some of your ideas are being held up by the, the time frame we're in? I think we're being held up by the time. We're still pretty small, agile team, and we have a bunch of ideas and uh, it takes time to execute. That's why uh, we've been working on this project for over four to five months and we're not rushing the release. We've delayed it once or twice. And the reasons for that is we value perfection and quality over everything else. Uh, if the technology came out tomorrow, we'd rush to do something. Like we, we got the Snap glasses early. We've been partnered with Snap. We're always, uh, Benoit's really big in this sort of new technology sector. So he's up to date with all the new developments. And as soon as there's something new, we, we work on it. Uh, but yeah, I think as we grow, continue to build, we will implement. And I think all it takes to see a major shift in what's happening is someone like Apple to take the technology to mainstream and make it affordable. Like VR right now is still uh, one, pretty expensive. Two, you need to be sort of technologically savvy to buy experiment. And it's also could you have limitations with space in your room, sensors, cameras, uh, there's no AR tech that's fully one affordable and too user friendly completely. Uh, everything's being developed, but as we see, that's why we see ourselves as Apple in the space. As we're taking what's existingly happened, like with Windows, with punks or apes, and bringing them to the next level and trying to reduce the friction and bring new people in, and that's what's been amazing. I think with our drops, uh, the style compared to the majority of like the NFT art style has been bridging a gap between people who usually wouldn't have looked into NFTs. And every drop we've done, I get hundreds of DMs being like, hey, this is my first NFT. Thank you so much. It's life-changing, amazing experience. So uh, we, we're bridging the gap. And that's what I think with the clones as well, the design and the aesthetics appeal to a much broader audience than traditional or usual projects are. So um, we're here just trying to make the best shit and the coolest stuff happen. And we're having the best time. So I love how you said you guys are the Apple because that actually makes sense in the way of like, we've seen NFT projects, but Apple was known for taking the design and, and kind of executing on perfection. Like you just said, that's what Steve jobs was known for creating the ultimate product of tech. And so for me, I, I definitely, I love how you compare that. I also was going to ask you as well as, what do you think of, because you just mentioned Facebook changing their name to Meta, and that's that's interesting because as as the one of the leading teams in the space, and you guys are about to drop the clones, number one, are you thinking to yourself, man, well, can these integrate with Meta? Are you going to try to integrate them with Meta? Or what's your opinion on that Meta? Because I know the entire community as a whole has kind of rejected this Mark Zuckerberg doing this, which I fully understand because of, you know, they have full data tracking. They're going to extort data from all of us. But I also do believe they're going to create a, a, an enjoyable product from a consumer standpoint. Are you thinking, uh, do you think they'll allow like assets like our cool cats or, or clones into their metaverse? Um, so I, I think it's a big move by Facebook. And I think it 
also shows how strong the NFT and crypto space is like the zeitgeist of what the community created together on Twitter during these months of COVID has created such a big impact where billion dollar Facebook has had to rebrand to accommodate for the future. Uh, they have all the money, all the research researchers to actually build a great product. Uh, I think the hate that they've received uh, has some part because they're sort of trying to take ownership on something that was created by the community and people building, living uh, and breathing NFTs, right? Um, I think there could be possibilities of interoperability between different projects. I think that what's happening now is cultures are shifting and corporations, traditional corporations whose business models are being disrupted uh, will have to evolve and adapt. And I think Facebook has taken the right step uh, to do that in terms of the name's pretty cool. They got at Meta on Twitter. They're probably going to build a really great product and there is hate. And what, what has to happen is either someone in the community builds something to compete with them and create something better that the community own it or it's very hard to say what happens, but usually with that amount of money and resource and brand net worth, uh, they can build something great. The thing they're lacking is the culture and we'll see it. It's going to be an interesting period to see big corporations coming in and how they approach the space and what they actually create. But I think the emphasis is on the community, the collectors, how you provide value to them. What do you do to actually benefit people? So We'll see, but I, I think what they've done was a big move and a smart move. Uh, I don't like. I'm not a huge fan. Like, oh my god, it's great, but I think for them it was a very smart decision, and I, I do feel like the community's response was valid, in the sense that they just took the zeitgeist of everyone that what they're building instead of coming in in a different way, supporting. But it's still early days. We haven't seen what moves they're actually making, so we're excited to see what happens next. I love I actually can't say I agree with your mindset completely. I'm I'm in a way rooting for them because if they come out with a product that includes the community, I think, boom, we're in the mainstream. If they come out with a product where, yeah, because we know they're going to do full data tracking and sell it to big government. Sorry to get political, but that's just what they've done. It's fine. The thing is, if they're willing to incorporate the community and if they're inclusive, if we have ownership of our assets, I do believe this could be huge for us. But if they come in with the mindset of, yeah, you guys can enjoy all this stuff, but we have everything. Uh, mm. That's that's when I think that oh, it's going to be kind of like us first them. And then that's where I think it, it could get a little bit scary. If I was going to ask you, I asked all my guests this, if we were to have a conversation a year from now, where do you think CloneX would be? And where do you think Artifact Studios as a brand will be in the NFT space? On the moon. <laughs> but no, I think we're on track. <laughs> <laughs> we're on track for global takeover um like i know about the pipelines i know like the people that are contacting us and uh everyone wants to work with us and we're saying no to everyone and we're very strong about maintaining our brand integrity and everything we've done to date has benefited our early adopters and supporters uh everyone who bought our nfts we gave them 50 percent of the clone x supply as a thank you because they're the people who believe and drive us forward um so i we're just going to keep building we have a great community full of amazing moderators amazing people and we all share the same vision of like let's link up and build this together and uh, we hear you. you if you have concerns let us know and we're very transparent with our tone of voice on twitter you can tweet us and we'll respond uh, i still even though it's really hard i try to keep up with my dms i get bombarded but um we feel like with a brand for the people for the community 
ourselves like this has been our dream for like our whole lives all of our careers have sort of taken us to this point it's very weird how everything works like looking back at Chris Benoit and my career paths every brand or job or position that we've ever had has led us to this point and given us the perfect one team I think to accomplish our vision uh, we're building a team of killers time 10 people that are going to crush it and we have ideas creativities for decades so we're excited to be here we're, we're blessed to be in a position in time where this is all new and we have the power to actually change the future and improve it so uh, we're going to continue innovating having a great time creating stuff we love and uh, supporting the community that supports us so we're here for the long run uh artifacts gonna make it so that's where we're at i have one question i, I i'm sorry to extend this i just i remember i saw one of your posts where because i share this mindset with you like uh something called the dog mentality just like i just i'm here for the for that greatness you know i'm sorry mm -hmm. to get corny but like i saw you post something that like inspired me a while ago where you you locked yourself away something like a jungle for like a i don't know if correct me if i'm wrong for like a long time almost like 10 months a year i thought i saw what drives like your your like ambition like you're great like where do you get like where did you guys get that like that mindset to do something like that like i'm just gonna lock myself up for 10 months to do this i've been always hungry man since a kid like i'm self-made so i've never had the finances or resource to do stuff so i've been hustling my whole life like growing pages selling pages doing promos brand deals making brands like failing learning and like I've always had the drive to make it to the top and build something that everyone enjoys and it actually has an impact on the world. So uh, with Artifact, that was, I think for me, the time where the team was on point, like me, Chris Benoit, we have the best synergy. Uh, we're great friends. We also, it, it's, it gets political when you, when you have a business and the sort of setup we have now, it's great. We have the control and we're also very understanding of each other and respect each other. And then, yeah, so Artifact, it's, I think for us, we're, we're like, yeah, this is our time to shine and show the world like what we can do. And for me, that's why when COVID started and it was getting locked down, I just flew out. Uh, I spent the whole year in isolated places by myself. I was in Mexico, Colombia, Costa Rica. I'm in Panama now and I've had no distractions, no friends, nothing. And it's forced me to just work all day. And it's a once in a lifetime opportunity to be in this moment of time. Uh, with all of this greatness happening and uh, I'm not going to let that sh that slip right so um, we're here we're going to kill it and that's the thing like everyone has ideas concepts and I'm sure when we started Artifact there would have been like a thousand or two thousand people who had that vision and everyone has visions we all have we gain ideas from the same places right it's an unknown field of information that we tap into uh, it's a whole different point of actually doing it and executing it, and that's the hardest part and We've shown that we can do that over and over again and we're not stopping. So uh, that's I think that sort of answers it. Yeah. I, where are you from, by the way? Because I'm from Romania. If you have an Eastern European name. Yeah, I'm actually uh, born in the UK. Uh, my oh. mom's Russian. My dad's Bulgarian. So I'm like that. that we, I knew Bulgarian. I knew something. It was from that region. But what I was going to say is to I feel like besides the fact that a lot of the Euro Eastern Europeans I know have that same mentality. Um, I also just want to say that I, I, that's why I think I gravitate to, towards your brand. Like, I feel like, uh, for me personally, everybody in the space needs to find their footing, find a community to participate in. And I guess I like your brand because you guys don't shy away from like, Hey, I want to be great. Hey, we're going to dominate. Hey, we're going to create one of the best products out the best product out. 
I love that energy and it, it drives your success. I think, I think that with that self-belief, that's the reason why your products are so good. No, I def definitely agree. I think my parents were both immigrants. They came Same. to the UK and I, I watched them sort of grind and work their way up. So with that sort of attitude, uh, I'm going to crush it, you know? So like we, yes. we, work, we put work in front of everything and like, Benoit, Chris, like we don't sleep. We're just on this 24-7. If we're not on like Discord interacting with our community, we're building, we're in meetings, we're growing the team, we're talking to different partners. And for us, this is our life uh, in a sense that, and we're having the best time doing it. It's, it's, it's been our dream to create a brand like this. And that time played out the way it did for us to be in the position where we're at today. Uh, we're super humbled by it. And we're not going to let our fans or community down. And I think that what you just mentioned, uh, that immigrant mentality is what separates a lot of people. I think, uh, especially in the U.S., that's something that I, I was just like you when my parents immigrated here. And I, I watched them come up, make me self-made. So I, I, for me, I definitely can relate with you. Um, thank you so much for doing this for me. I don't want to take up that much more of, a, of your time. Uh, this episode will probably be out. I'm in NFT NYC next week. Are you going to go, by the way? unfortunately we're not because we're all working on this clone x project we thought it'd be a distraction but artifact will be there make sure you're in Times square you're going to see some cool stuff regarding oh, clones oh, oh, oh i have a feeling <laughs> i know what you're referencing to uh yeah. thank you so much uh so this episode will probably be out next sure. week or early the week after within a week um but when it comes out i'll probably bother you on twitter with the notifications i'm sorry i just do that for the marketing now let's do it uh, had but a great so time. Appreciate you. you having me on here. Of course, Zaptio. Thank you so much. This was actually one of my, my favorite interviews. I definitely relate to your energy. I can say that right now. Appreciate that. I've had a lot of fun too. And let's do another one soon. Yes, sir. Be safe. Thank you. I'm excited to see yeah. your release.